Summer drinking season is long, which is why non-alcoholic beer is a great addition to your cooler. But what makes you reach for one NA beer over another? Is it great flavor, variety of styles? Maybe you just like a cool can. Well, no matter what you're looking for in a great non-alcoholic beer, the answer is always athletic. Great flavor, it's athletic. Award-winning styles, it's athletic. Huge variety, guess what? It's athletic. From IPAs, extra dark, sours, hazies, and more, to summertime favorites like light brews and goldens, it's the number one NA beer brand in the U.S. It's athletic. Ask for it. Fit for all times. Enjoy them anytime, anywhere. Think about it. You're hanging out at the beach. Maybe you're going to a music festival, ball game, camping, late night, early morning. Wherever the summer takes you, the best part is zero hangover the next day. This summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer you need to know. Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use the code TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. With me is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up, man? Hey, Andrews. Not a Saturday. <laughs> it's definitely not a Saturday. If you don't listen to the Saturday Slam and Jam on this feed, which maybe you're like, why is the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA show feed? Well, just listen. Just deal with it and listen to the show. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Today, we are talking about NBA rookies and specifically... Rookies that might surprise you in year one. So, Alex, tell us your first rookie that may surprise. Well, first, Andrew, before we jump right into it, shouldn't we get a lay of the land? Like, who who would you say was a rookie last year who really surprised you? That, that, you would, that would fall into this type of category? Yeah, I mean, I would say probably both of the mid-round Pistons players, Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey. I think that's what I was thinking. Sadiq was a, was a good option. Yeah, yeah. Tyrese Maxey was picked twenty first. I think that's another guy that you could have circled before. Uh, Mano quickly is another. Jade McDaniel's like those are guys you could have circled preseason to say, oh, maybe those guys will do something. So that's that's kind of what we're trying to do here. And it's interesting with the Pistons guys. I feel like that was a little bit more predictable because you could say, well, here's a young team. These guys are going to get more playing time. Yeah. The, the manual quickly and Tyrese Maxey getting like considerable minutes, especially like in the playoffs at some point, that was really surprising. Yep. For my first one, I'm going more on the side of this guy just has a chance to get minutes, and it's Bones Highland, Ooh. drafted 26 overall by the Denver Nuggets out of VCU. This, this is kind of because of the Jamal Murray injury. Yeah. We know that Jamal Murray isn't going to be back for a while. Bones Highland is a 6'3 guard, 6'9 wingspan. He actually gets compared sometimes to Will Barton, and he's coming in with a reputation as a shooter. Yeah. And if you think about guys who surprise us, it's typically scores, whether it's like a Sadiq Bey draining a bunch of threes or Emmanuel quickly scoring for the Knicks. So I think Bones Highland, especially in the early part of the season until Jamal Murray gets back, could potentially play that microwave score off the bench role for the Nuggets. He has incredible range. He shot really well at VCU. 
The, the question is his defense, but no one questions his mentality. That's kind of one of the big selling points with Bones Highland and why people, so many people in the run-up to the draft start to it really – he really growed on, grew on people. So I, I think Bones Highland has a nice shot here to kind of make his mark in the early part of the season for that depleted Nuggets team. Yeah, I like Bones a lot. He just, he just gets buckets, and he takes good shots too. I think he'll fit really well with Jokic. And that team. I mean, it's a, it was a nice swing at 26. I mean, for the most part, the 26 pick in the draft doesn't do anything. Like, those guys usually just don't make it. And right. I really I really like the idea of bringing him to that team. Because like, they need guys to score the basketball. Like, they really do. They have tons of, like, nice role players on their team. But to have somebody just go get a bucket, like, I, I like that pick. And, yeah, he's got a chance. Like, you have that, that group. It's kind of a, a fun group. Um, that really starts with Josh Christopher at 24. It's Josh Christopher, Quentin Grimes, Bones Highland, Cam Thomas, Jaden Springer. and <laughs> So much scoring in that run. It's, I mean, all of those guys, I think the lowest point per game for, for all of those guys per 36 in college was 17 points, which is, like, that's, that's pretty significant. I mean, I don't even think that that was the case. Yeah, that's not even the case with the top four <laughs> because Scotty Barnes didn't score um, 17 yeah. points per 36 in college. So to me, that's it's a really that's a fun group. You almost have that whole group as like tie those guys together because I think that at least one of those guys is going to pop um, out of that group. So uh, my guy is not as deep of a cut as Bones Highland, but I'm going with Chris Duarte. Uh, shooting guard out of Oregon. One, because this dude better be good because he's 24 years old. <laughs> oldest guy in the draft. One of the oldest right. guys ever to be drafted in the lottery. I mean, One of the oldest guys ever. One of the oldest guys ever. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. He just announced his retirement, Chris Duarte. It's, it is just amazing. I mean, he is nearly six years older than Jonathan Kaminga. And it just blows my mind. But he... So in the summer league, he was very good, very in control, great shooter, a guy that's going to be able to make good passes, and just another creator for the Pacers, which is something that they need. So a nice guard off the bench. I think he's going to come in. He's got good size. He's six foot six. He's ready to play right away. And so to me, if you draft Chris Duarte, you don't bring him in for development years. You bring him in because he's just a ready-made role player they're at 13. And apparently there were like the the Warriors really wanted him at 14. So there's like smart organizations that were after this guy. And so I would not be surprised to see him in year one contribute quite a bit. Not dissimilar to one of his teammates, Malcolm Brogdon, who was right, very yeah. good in his rookie season. So I would not be surprised to see Chris Duarte have a, a similar season. Not that they're completely similar players because Duarte's not going to have the ball in his hands quite as much as Brogdon does, but uh, I think Duarte's ready to, to contribute today. Yeah, just in terms of coming in and like right out of the gate being a part of their core rotation going forward. And another reason why this is a good pick, we it was announced today that TJ Warren's foot injury is still lingering. Yep. His, his timetable is still indefinite. So th there's potential minutes there as well for Duarte. I mean, he's probably getting minutes anyways, yep. but even more minutes. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, 
and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Um, my second guy, I'm going with Trey Murphy Ooh. III, Ooh. Yes. drafted by the New Orleans Pelicans at pick 17. You know, the Pelicans offseason has been interesting, to say the least, and I feel like Trey Murphy's kind of getting left behind. People are forgetting about Trey Murphy yeah. and what a good potential fit he could be on this team that desperately needs someone who can shoot the ball, and someone who can play defense. And I think Trey Murphy III can do both of those for the Pelicans. And because there's just a lack of those skills on that team currently, he's going to get those minutes. I just I, I don't see anyone on that roster that's going to be preventing him necessarily. Like I could see by the end of the year him having a similar to like the Sadiq Bay year, mm-hmm. rookie year, where by the end of the season he's playing 25, 30 minutes a game. He's just part of the core rotation. He's whether he's their sixth man or if he enters the starting lineup somehow. I just think this guy is going to get a ton of playing time, and it's going to be because of his shooting and his defense on this team. Yeah, I love the fit with Zion because he is—he's just going to knock down shots. That's what Trey Murphy does. He's got great size for the position. I think it was a great, a great selection by the Pelicans. I'm, I'm excited. He—he like, he just to me, he just has to play. You look up and down their roster. And they don't have guys like him. Uh, they have some creators, but they don't have guys to throw the ball to that that are just going to make shots. And he's, you know, he's not crazy young um, either. So I don't think that you're going to have to wait a long time for Trey Murphy to be ready. He's 21 years old. Uh, so yeah, I think he's in a perfect position to just be on that roster and play good minutes off the bench for them. So yeah, I'm I'm excited his- for Trey. His last season at Virginia, well, I guess it was his only season at Virginia, yep. he shot 50-40-90. Like, this guy's legit <laughs> yeah. shooter. Yeah, he he is very, very good. I, I love that pick for them, too. He's It's just perfect. Another pick for me, and this was a guy that through the draft process I did not like. I did not, did not think that anybody should take him in the first round. But he was super good in Summer League. And I know, like, Summer League, whatever. You shouldn't use Summer League. But this was a guy, Jalen Johnson out of Duke, who we didn't get to see a lot of him. And that was one of the biggest problems, is that he cut his time in high school short. He cut his time in college short. We didn't get to see him. Like, the sample size is so low that you couldn't even get to see him get comfortable. Uh, And then you see him on the court with those other players in the summer league. And it's like, oh, okay. He's got legit size for a forward. He can think he play both forward positions. Uh, he can really score. He's a really good rebounder. Um, he's a nice passer. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. 
And if not for the character issues that were set forth, he could have been a lottery pick. And I think he landed in a really nice place with the Atlanta Hawks because they have a pecking order established. If he were to land on a team that didn't quite know where the... I mean, even a team like the Rockets, where it's like, okay, pretty sure it's Jalen Green's team, but like we have this like mishmash of like veterans and like young guys that are trying to establish themselves. I think there could have been issues there, but in Atlanta, like they just made the Eastern conference finals. And I think that Jalen Johnson is a guy that could demand minutes off the bench, even in year one and come in and help them in year one, just because he has an NBA ready body and he can really score from all over the court. And he's going to be able to contribute, um, right away just from the power forward position and you look at deandre hunter who's kind of that's their that's their guy at that spot but he has struggled with injuries and so if he continues to struggle with injuries like he has i think that jalen johnson can slip right in there and be a similar facsimile to what deandre hunter has done for them yeah i think it would be a surprise though because you look at that team and it's like he would have to beat out you know, John Collins, who just signed a massive extension. Danilo Gallinari is still there. We expect that DeAndre Hunter is going to be back healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, Okongwu is out with an injury for a while. Um, but if he was that good, you know, in the run-up through training camp and in the early part of the season, mm-hmm. and he started getting regular rotation minutes for this team, that would be super impressive. It'd be a big surprise. To me, he, the guy he's got to be out is Cam Reddish. Because I, th- I think yeah. he can play Jalen Johnson on the wing some, too. And so if he can beat out Cam Reddish, which... It's not the biggest mountain to climb. I think that perhaps we could see Jalen Johnson on the court. Uh, anybody else? Any other standouts, Al, before we go? Anybody you want to throw in there? Uh, I would like to throw in Josh Giddy. I didn't want to be a complete homer. But the thing about Josh Giddy is that he's going to play a ton of minutes for this young Thunder team. And they're going to play him at point guard. They're going to play him on the wing. They're going to play him in all kinds of positions. And I think he is going to at least produce just because of the fact he's going to get minutes. And obviously you can say like Kay, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs. Like, of course those guys are going to get minutes and they're going to like, one of those guys will likely be rookie of the year. Like that's what's going to happen. Right. But you look at everybody else, like who else is guaranteed minutes? Like, are you sure Jonathan Kaminga is going to play? Like, I'm not sure Jonathan Kaminga is going to play this year. Like, I'm not positive about that. Is Zaire Williams going to play for Memphis? Like, I think that maybe they're clearing the way for him a little bit with the way they've constructed their roster, but still, like, I'm not positive he's going to play a ton of minutes for them. We'll find out on next week's uh, Saturday Slam and Jam. That's right. Where we talk about the Grizzlies. He's there. Even Corey Kispert, senior, 22 years old. I'm not positive he's going to play for the Wizards. You look at their depth chart, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to play. I don't think it's going to happen. That's that's why if I was going to choose someone else, um, and this guy was taking the lottery, so it's similar to Chris Duarte, but Moses Moody, yeah. I could see him playing more minutes than Jonathan Kaminga, who was yes. taken ahead of him. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with Wiseman because we know with the on-off numbers last year with Wiseman weren't great. And this is a team with the Golden State Warriors who are definitely trying to compete for a title this year. And I just think Moody could fit into that so much more seamlessly than either of those two other guys. And depending on injury, depending on what happens with Otto Porter, depending on Iggy's health, I could see a scenario where Moody is playing 20 minutes per game for the Warriors towards the end of the season. And, you know, mainly as a spot-up shooter and, and, you know, 3 and D. 
So I think that's another guy who could surprise just because of the, how good the team is that he's on. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. And he's really mature for his age. He's 19 years old, really young player, but he's he's shown a maturity um, just in his journey through high school and at Arkansas and then the pre-draft process. I think people are really impressed with him. So. Thanks so much for listening to The Daily Ding. Be sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network, and we will talk to you guys again later on this week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.